One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. My plan is to teach a little bit about prophecy. You guys like prophecy? And um, then we're going to prophesy. See what the Lord has to say to people, right? Amen. All right, well, I want to talk to you tonight um, just real quick about um, prophecy and the spirit of intimacy. And there's a revelation that uh, I think is very important when you um, connect prophecy in the church, how prophecy is supposed to function, where it um, where its value is, and um, it's very connected to intimacy. And I want to show you some scripture that that points um, to to prophecy being a very intimate thing. Okay, and um, so let's start. Let's start, let's talk about um, words of knowledge versus prophecy. You guys know the difference between words of knowledge and prophecy? We got, we got a ramp student with us. You, you know the difference between... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Um, but, just real quick, a word of knowledge. Um, if I give somebody a word of knowledge, an example of a word of knowledge, if I pull you up and I say something like, um, I see um, a serpent wrapped around your spine and I see an angel come and grab that serpent and remove it and suddenly the Lord is like doing a deliverance thing on that person okay that's called a, that's called a word of knowledge that's a now word okay you're going to see something happen immediately with that person okay that person's faith really has nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm seeing what the Lord is showing me, and I am inducing a labor for the work of the Spirit in the person. Okay? They came, if, if, if you want the prophetic word, you're willingly letting me speak the word of the Lord to you, and a word of knowledge will reveal and, and have an immediate impact in your life. Okay? Prophecy is a little different. Okay? Prophecy is something where if if I call one of you up and I uh, the, the Lord shows me, um, he mounts you on a horse, um, he gives you a bow and an arrow, um, and he teaches you how to pull that bow back and fire these arrows with pinpoint accuracy, that's a symbol of the Lord putting you into a ministry involving prophecy. And you are going to enter in in the future... Um, at some point, um, you will begin to flow in a prophetic anointing, whether it's the office of a prophet, a call of a prophet, or the gift of prophecy. Um, there will be some other details in there, I'd probably tell you, based on what the Lord shows me. But that's a more of a long-term thing, okay? And that requires you, that requires your heart to become one with that word 
and it will produce what it's going to produce, okay? How many of you ever heard the term, put it on the shelf, and we'll see if it comes, if it comes to life, if it's real? Um, I would advise you, if you um, believe it's true, that you do not put it on the shelf. If you believe it's true, then some people record it, some people write it down. Um, either way, you should have that, and if you believe it, then you should start speaking it and talking to the Lord about it and decreeing you are what the Lord said you are. And you will become one with that prophecy, okay? All ability, all authority, um, all finance, and everything needed for you to become that is in, it's in the prophecy when it's released. All that's required of you is faith that your heart would become a field where that seed would take root, shoot up, become a tree, and ultimately produce fruit. Okay, it's a picture. The parable of the sower is a picture of your heart and whether you hold on to the seed. Okay, I could teach you a while about the parable of the sower. I'm not going to do that. I don't have time. But the quick synopsis of the parable of the sower is actually your heart is the field. And when the living seed is planted in your heart, it falls on four types of soil. Only one of those soils produces life. The other three either get choked up, burned by the sun, right? Um, and it just, it just doesn't produce. And that's a symbol of your heart um, in those circumstances, basically putting it on a shelf, right? The world becomes more important. Um, all the problems you have become bigger, um, and it just fades away. But if you truly believe the prophecy and your heart is fertile, that seed will take root and it will ultimately one day produce. Okay? You with me? So if I'm you, um, this, is, this goes with all your dreams, all your prophecies, all your visions. Dream, prophecy, and vision are all of the same um, vein. Okay? Dreams and prophecies are the Lord talking directly to you. All prophecies are, are the Lord actually speaking through somebody else to you. Okay? If you're not hearing, you're going to get a lot of prophetic words. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. But the Lord actually sends prophetic people to, to, to others to, you know, release his vision. Right? People with prayer lives oftentimes say, why didn't that guy prophesy over me? Well, if you're hearing the Lord and you're valuing what he says and you're holding on to it... Um, the Lord oftentimes won't, won't pick a person like that, okay? Because you already are fostering what He wants to produce in you. You guys good with that? that makes sense, huh? All right, so just a, just a little um, tidbit here about that concept of holding on to what the Lord speaks to you, okay? And I, I want to relate it to what Jesus calls truth, okay? In uh, John 14, verse 16 to 21... Jesus says this, and I will pray to the Father, he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphan, I will come to you. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me, um, 
will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Okay, so I want to connect the dots with something. In verse 21, he says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. Commandments in this context um, is not simply Scripture. Part, part of that word means Scripture, um, but it's, uh, there's a key piece of that word that actually is the word telos. Okay, it's the Greek word for telescope. And it actually means the words spoken prophetically that are far off in the distance that the Lord is actually releasing to you now. When you, when you hear it, if you believe that is the commandment of the Lord, if you love what He is saying to you, you become one with it. And the Lord promises, I will manifest myself to you if you meld your heart with what my command to you is. So prophecy is a form of a command. Okay? Prophecy is, okay, you're going to be that guy. The Lord's mounting you on a horse. Um, he's equipping you with a bow and an arrow. And he's going to start sending you places to release his pro prophetic words into people. Okay? Well, I've never prophesied. I don't care. Do you believe what he said to you, right? Because because the, the that word telos, it actually means no matter how far out in the distance, right? That telescope, you're actually seeing way far out in the distance, okay? I might see something for you that's like two months down the road. I also might see something for you that's five years or longer that may require you to hold on, baby. I'm talking belt yourself in, strap yourself down, no matter what happens to you, are you going to hold it? Knowing that the Lord says these words, that if you believe um, my commands, if you, if you um, hold my commands and keep them, meaning you don't stop believing, right? You don't stop believing. It is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and manifest myself to him. You see, when you hold on to that word, that prophetic word, you're actually opening yourself up to the visitation to the Lord. He promises you he will manifest himself to you. He will come to you and he will do the work in you to produce what he ultimately said way back there. And to get you here, all you have to do is hold on, baby. Expect your visitations. Expect your dreams. Expect more visions. Expect the Lord to visit you. Expect Him to come. It's not complicated, but it requires faith. Right? Jesus keeps saying, He, all, all, he keeps saying, if you have faith, if you believe, if you have faith, if you believe. Okay? And it's relational. Okay? You got to hear Him. You have to hear him because what you hear from him will produce life in you. And so just a couple other tidbits here. Um, Jesus, we talked this morning about the spirit of knowledge in Isaiah 11. Um, one of the spirits that clothed Jesus is called the spirit of knowledge. That word knowledge is actually not book knowledge. It's not, it's not what we would perceive as natural knowledge. Okay? Um, it's the word yada. It means intimacy. Okay? So one of the seven spirits, the spirit that produces the fear of the Lord, it says the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, or the spirit of intimacy, and the fear of the Lord. So intimacy produces the Lord's presence, and He is the one 
who does the supernatural stuff. That's what the fear of the Lord is, right? So your intimate relationship will actually, he walks with you, right? He goes with you, right? You're, you're a carrier of the presence of the Lord. Christ present with us, right? The hope of glory. And so that word yadah is very important because um, when Adam and Eve, as scripturally in, in Genesis, um, the book of Genesis, it says when Adam and Eve came, to, came together, yadah, they, there was intimacy and they produced uh, their, their children, right? You can get that picture in your head however you want that picture, um, but it's intimacy, right? Intimacy produces. The point is that intimacy is what produces. And that theme is, is throughout um, the Bible. It's throughout the relational dynamic and why the Lord actually sends you the Holy Spirit to be intimate so you produce. You good with that? Say this with me. Say, Jesus, awaken my heart to the spirit of intimacy. I want to be so intimate that I produce for your glory. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. So intimate relations, relationships with the Lord produce, right? Yes. He is the one who impregnates. You can't impregnate yourself. You can work as hard as you want to. You can, you can be in it, right? You can be in it all you want to. But He is the one who impregnates. You got to get that picture in your head. Because a lot of people try to do it in their own strength. They try to hold on. They try to overcome. They try to achieve. They try to produce something in their own strength. And they don't wrap their heart around the revelation that Jesus works through intimacy. And you, when you allow him to impregnate you, he sends you to impregnate the world. That's what prophecy is. It impregnates. Okay? So let me, let me talk to you about prophecy and how it impregnates for a minute. Revelation 19.10, it says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The word testimony is the Latin word testes. What houses the sperma? Are you getting a picture? Okay. Summed up, it's the power to reproduce. The word um, prophecy actually is a combination of two words. The Greek word pro um, actually means to speak, to impregnate with sperm. Okay, the living word of God is known as the sperma. Right, have you heard that before? The living word of God, when, when the Lord's speaking with his gifts of the spirit, with words of knowledge and prophecy and um, releasing his vision, he, um, it's sperma. It has the power to impregnate. Okay? So that's the first part of the word prophecy. The last, the second part is the word pharaoh. Um, it means to carry, bring forth from within and create life. So when he releases the sperma, it has the ability, right? The bride, that's you, have the ability to receive the sperma. And if you hold on to it correctly, it will impregnate you. You will carry the child. You will carry the vision. You will birth the vision. You will care for the vision, and the vision will become mature. Okay? You with me? That's a, that's a pretty cool picture, right? That's what prophecy is. That's how the Lord creates. That's the Lord, how the Lord bursts new things. That's why He centers you as a believer in hearing His voice. Amen? 
Everything comes from the Spirit bringing revelation and hearing His voice. Right. Paul, Paul prayed for the church. I pray that you would be granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the infinite knowing of Jesus Christ. That word knowing is the word genisco. It actually means to personally know Him side by side, Amen. face to face. Amen. It's not just simple knowledge of Him. A lot of people have knowledge of Him, right? The Hindus have knowledge of Him. Okay? All the religions of the world have knowledge of Him. But only those who enter into a spiritual relationship know Him. And if you know Him, He's speaking. Amen? He is speaking. My God, I mean, He's the lover of your soul. And He's he's waiting for a response for you to fall so in love that you love Him the way He loves you. Impregnate me, Jesus. When I had that revelation, man, I'm, I'm a crazy prayer. I'm a crazy prayer. I, I, would, I, would, I would be in my prayer room. My God, impregnate me. My wife would be opening the door. Are you okay? Did you lose it? Why are you telling somebody to impregnate you? I'm telling Jesus to impregnate me. I am the bride. You are all the bride. Right? The king impregnates the bride. Say that with me. Say, King Jesus. King Jesus. <laughs> impregnate, me impregnate me. With the sperma, with the sperma of, your word of your word. And produce something in me. Something Make, in me. Me Make me supernatural. Birth the destiny you destined me with. Birth ministries out of me. Birth life out of me. Birth deliverance out of me. Birth healing out of me. Send me to birth. To impregnate and to birth. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Impregnate me. I'm not kidding, man. I prayed some crazy prayers. People say, why do you hear the Lord like that? How do you hear the Lord like that? You don't understand. I just, I talk a lot. I talk, I've taught you guys a lot about praying in tongues. But the revelation of the Lord speaking uh, and the theme of my books, everything is about the voice of the Lord. He impregnates. He is the giver of life. Right? And, and the understanding of it is, is through the scripture. The scripture points to the living God. Right? The, the old didn't have it. Right? Paul actually said it this way. If the Old Testament, the Old Covenant could have produced, it would have had no need for Christ. But Christ came that there may be life. Right? And he sends the Holy Spirit so that everybody can hear and get pregnant. You have in your heart, you have the ability to ascend the mountain to hear him. The mountain is a, is a picture of you making the climb, positioning your heart to hear, right? And when you position your heart and you beat on his door, he promises to speak. And when he speaks, things change. People get pregnant. Dave, you're about nine months. Yeah, I got a new ministry coming, baby. It's called Tampa. Dave, you look like you're about six months. Yeah. I got a new nation. It's called Slovakia. Amen? 
I'm carrying it. I believe it. I believe there's something to be produced. Amen? A hundred people baptized in the Holy Ghost. A thousand people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Right? Ten thousand people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come on, Lord. Come on, Holy Ghost. Whatever you did to me last year, make it double in 2024. Come on, increase. You're the God of increase. Come on, speak to me, Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, a couple more things here, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start the, the wild stuff. We'll start the good stuff. You okay? <laughs> so, the first time the, the word rhema is used in, the, in uh, the, the New Covenant is in the book of Luke. Um, in Luke um, one thirty seven, um, of course, the, the, the word rhema actually means the, the living word, the sperma, right? The vision, the dream, the prophecy of, of the Lord. And in, in Luke one thirty seven, the angel just showed up in, in Mary's room and said, you're going to be pregnant to a virgin. There's a lot of virgins in here. And I'm telling you, you're going to be pregnant. And that, that phrase, that phrase in Luke 137, it says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Yes. Woven in there is that Greek word rhema. It actually means that when the sperma is released over you, Mary, right? When the Holy Spirit hovers over you, right? You will be pregnant with the Son of God. You will give birth and He will save the world. Come on, Holy Ghost, make me pregnant. You see, the, the context of it is when you hear the voice of God, nothing is impossible. That's right? right? Let, let, let me say that again. Luke 137. For with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And that phrase, nothing is impossible, actually means that when the voice speaks, he will break through darkness. It doesn't matter what the current state is. When he speaks, there's an impregnation. The sperma of God will impregnate the darkness. The darkness can't stop the light. When the light is released, the darkness can't say, well, not today. No, when the, when the light is spoken, the darkness has no choice. It goes. Right? That's what, that's what Genesis 1 says. The light Right? The Lord spoke and the darkness trembled. It shook. It left. Right? The light of the world came in. Right? The world got impregnated. Amen? <clears throat> so, in the seven letters to the seven churches, Jesus actually gives the same correction to every church, no matter what their state is. He finishes every correction with these words. If the church can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. If the church can hear, meaning the heart is open to receive what the voice of God is releasing to it, I will heal my bride. I will deliver my bride. I will awaken my bride. I will position my bride. I will, and that picture of those seven churches, every one of you are in one or another state that requires you to hear Okay? We're all in we're all in a state that requires us to hear. We live in this world and we require him to light up our darkness. Right? Those those seven letters of the seven churches describe the different darknesses. 
right? The different perversions, the different, you know, things that cloud the point of why a church exists. And the Lord makes it simple. He takes everybody back to the same thing. If you can hear me. If you can hear me. If you can hear me. That's pretty pointed. And so, in my prayer days um, of searching out these, these topics, the Lord um, gave me this dream. I'm going to read it to you here. And I'll read this dream and then, and then we're going to pray for a minute, all right? In this dream, I'm sitting in the middle of a desert on a rock that is on the edge of an oasis. Jesus um, pulls in driving a motorhome. He gets out and approaches me and he introduces the spirit of knowledge to me. The spirit stands beside me and lays um, its hand on me. And I feel this immense presence of God. It's like liquid love. Jesus um, then begins to talk to me and saying that knowledge is intimacy. Okay? Jesus then walks over to the motorhome, opens up the door, and seven women walk out of the motorhome. They're all beat up to the point where their eyes are blinded and, and that they're swelling in their ears, wax is dripping out of their ears, um, and, and their, their faces are distorted. Um, because they can't see and they can't hear. Okay? Jesus began to talk to me about the, the seven churches and what makes them deaf and blind. But he says, I died for them. I love them. And he begins to discuss how the seven brides are made beautiful with restored ability to see in the spirit and hear. It's a context of being impregnated. He says that their, their ugliness um, um, and their blindness and their deafness cannot be made beautiful without intimacy. So he's pointing me to, to, be, to, make, to make sure everything I do is out of intimacy. I want to stress to you tonight that prophecy is not simply a gift that people do because they kind of believe it. Prophecy and supernatural prophecy is birthed out of an intimate relationship because there's different level of prophetic people. There's people that will get a blip on the radar screen once in a while, um, and they can prophesy once in a while, but people in deep intimacy will flow because they've learned how to hear. You with me? Okay, so back to the back to the picture here. He says that their ugliness, blindness, and deafness cannot be made beautiful without intimacy. Makeup cannot make them beautiful. So the spirit of intimacy led me to the first bride. The first bride was Ephesus. And he commanded me to prophesy to the ugly bride, the deaf bride, the blind bride. As I prophesied, the spirit of intimacy kissed the bride, and the kiss caused her eyes to be healed, her ears to be healed. She literally became beautiful. She started to glow, and she became pregnant. As her belly grew, her face was transformed before my eyes. The seed of the prophecy not only produced a child allowing her to multiply, but she was transformed to being just this amazingly beautiful bride. I then stood in front of Smyrna. I, I prophesied and watched her become beautiful as intimacy kissed her and her eyes were made able to see and her ears were made able to hear. She became pregnant again. She became beautiful as her baby grew in her belly. This continued with each bride. Each bride was uglier than the previous one. 
She, they were beat up. They couldn't see. They, 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 were, they were a mess. In all cases, when I prophesied, they all became pregnant and beautiful as they were made able to see and hear. Um, I did this to all seven, and they were, they were just amazingly, um, at the end of it, glowing and made pregnant. The spirit of intimacy walked over to me then with this huge bag. He, he, he turned it upside down, and all these letters fell out of the bag. And he looked at me and smiled, and he opens up these letters, and he starts reading these letters, which are invitations to visit churches. <clears throat> He opens up one and, and he reads it and then he opens up another and another and another. Um, this continued for, for what felt like hours as every invitation was revealed by the spirit of intimacy. Jesus then spoke boldly saying, prophesy to the bride. Unless the bride hears what the spirit is saying to the churches, there is no ability to hear and to see in the spirit. No beauty, no pregnancy, no reproduction and no multiplication prophesy to the churches and so the message is pretty pointed okay i just i just want to emphasize um a couple things um number one this matches up with first corinthians 13 okay paul puts this message of love in between the gifts of the spirit first corinthians 12 and first corinthians 14 okay that doesn't mean that that um, you neglect the gifts because you think love is greater. Paul was actually trying to explain to the church that love produces an intimacy that releases the voice of God. And chapter 12, 13, and 14 are all one. You can't look at them independently and say, you know, it's a sounding gong, prophecy's going to fade away, all this stuff. No, that's, that's after Christ comes. And there's no need for prophecy because the, we are in the king's presence. But while the king is not here, you are the one who releases seed. And it has to be done out of a love that is supernatural. A, a supernatural love affair that you have with Christ is how the power of the gifts flow. Amen. And so your intimacy, why do some people, like I said, well, some people will get a blip on the radar screen once in a while. They'll prophesy because they treat the gifts as an optional thing when actually your love affair with Christ will release His voice and all the gifts are from His voice. Amen? Amen. Say this with me. Say, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Awaken, me with the love affair awaken me with the love affair that is so supernatural with Jesus Christ that I'll be known as the intimate one. I'll be known as the one who cries out for you day and night. And you'll visit me day after day with visions and dreams that I would prophesy to the churches that the bride would be made beautiful, that the bride would be impregnated and reproduce and multiply. And we, the church, will become supernatural. Amen? I don't think you know what you just asked for. You just asked to step into a supernatural life. Amen? It's not that complicated, but if you understand it, you know how to center your heart to be intimate in the presence of the Lord. That's why prayer is so important. Right? That's why, that's why you being saturated in the presence of the Lord is, is so important. And Paul, Paul actually, after he explains love and, and how the gifts and 
chapter 12, 13, and 14 are connected to love. He, he, he's explaining. He says, I wish you all prayed in tongues even more than you prophesy. Why? Because prophecy edifies the church. The word edification actually is what I just described. Edification, despite what you may have heard, is not just making somebody feel good. Edification is actually an impregnation process. It's actually healing their ears, healing their eyes, beautifying the bride, and impregnating the bride. Amen? You see, I hear the Lord say this to you, Glory and Fire Church, Glory and Fire Worship Center. You were born to prophesy. You all were born to prophesy. It's not maybe, I hope one day I can do it. No, you all were born to prophesy. Say it with me. I was born to prophesy. I'm expected to prophesy. Jesus expects me to prophesy. He expects me to flow in words of knowledge. He expects me to have dreams and visions. He expects me to be intimate. Amen? All right, well, let's, uh, I'm going to do one more thing here, and then we're going to pray. Where's Chad at? Chad, come on up here, man. So I had lunch with Chad. I'm talking to Chad, and I was here, I think, about 10 months ago, and, um, you know, Chad's this amazing usher, right? He's got this manager ability. He, uh, he's... He keeps things in order. Great guy. Um, and I saw him walking around back there, and I called him out the last time I was here, and I started to prophesy to him um, about being awakened in, in the gift of prophecy. And he, he's, sitting, he's sitting at lunch, and he's describing to me. He goes, man, I started to have visions. I, I started to, I prayed for a couple people. I said, what did it feel like? He goes, I felt awesome, man. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like manager Chad, does it? Keep everything in order. Keep everything lined up. Chad's starting to sound like me. You're gonna start. You're gonna start running around this room. You're gonna be going ah. So, Chad, in your own words, why, why don't you describe some of the things that happened to you and just you know the prophecies that, and the things that, that that the Lord put on your heart? Well, the past year, the Lord has really uh, been moving in my life and. Uh, he's really been changing me. And uh, as uh, David said, uh, when he was here back in October, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, gave him a word over me that said, uh, I see you doing uh, less of what you do now, and I see you laying hands over the congregation. And a couple weeks ago, I was asked for the first time to uh, pray over someone. And when I did, the Lord immediately gave me a vision about that person. And it was a very strong vision, and I believe that the Lord spoke to me, and it was nothing but success for that person, and just a mighty road ahead with just no obstructions and no obstacles. And over the course of the past year, I've been praying more. Uh, I've been speaking in the Holy Spirit more than I ever have. I've been part of a church my whole life, but it's just something about the, the past year that He has really uh, been moving in me, and I thoroughly believe that the best is always ahead. And there's going to be much more uh, that's going to continue uh, to grow. Uh, but I just thank the Lord uh, every day for what He has done. Uh, last year, the Lord even put on my heart. He said, Chad, I want you to go over to the church some evenings when no one is there. I want you to sit and I want you to pray with no one else around. 
And I did that consistently for probably about five or six months last year, about one night a week. And just his presence was just so strong. And it would just just move like no other. Now, of course, anyone can pray at home and everything. But that, that's where I pray at home all the time. But there's just something about praying here uh, in this church that is just so powerful. And as I was explaining to David, one time, again, I was here alone. Uh, but this, this, the spirit of laughter came over me and I couldn't stop. It, it went on about 20 minutes. And it, it just, I, I could just feel the Lord's presence uh, so much. And again, he's been just speaking, speaking to me so much about, about many things. And I'm just really looking forward to the, uh, to the future ahead. And I know that uh, God is with me and God is with each and every one in this church. This is just a great and, and mighty church. And I know that just, just wonderful things are going to continue to happen in Jesus' name. So here's the point of this. Great usher, great leader in the church, key member, helps make, you know, keep pastor together, everything in order. But you know what? Ushers are called to prophesy. Right? Children's workers are called to prophesy. Right? People that do outreach and feed, give feed food to the homeless and everything. You're called to prophesy. You have avenues to, when you give people stuff and their heart opens and you say, you know what? Not only do I have food for you, but the Lord is saying this. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So I believe, I believe Chad is just a picture of the increase of what, what is going on here and what, what um, um, Pastor David is, is uh, fostering in this place. Pastor King and Pastor David, what you guys are fostering in this place. And so, um, Chad, I just decree over you, man. I just decree that uh, you that the taste you got um, a year ago is going to increase in the name of Jesus. I decree an increase upon you in, J in the name of Jesus. And I, I decree that it will increase to the point of not just periodic intoxication, but you're going to be intoxicated on a continual basis. You're going to be a wild man running around the church saying, I got a word for you. I was intoxicated by the Holy Ghost. I have a word for you. I got, I've been intoxicated, and I'm here to not only intoxicate you, but to impregnate you. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let this increase come on Chad right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, you know you're supposed to prophesy, right? Who here's never prophesied? Come on, show, show me your hands. If you've never prophesied. Just a handful of you. If, you want, if all of you want to pray with this, this with me, just say this. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Baptize me. In the spirit of prophecy, that I may hear your voice and do your will to impregnate the world with life. In Jesus' name. All right, Father, you heard him. I just, I just release the spirit of prophecy um, over every person in here, over this house, and decree that this is a prophetic house. This is a house of destiny. This is a house that reveals destiny. This is a house that holds on to to the to the voice of the Lord, the heart of God, the spirit of intimacy, and you will reproduce glory and fire. You will reproduce. Amen. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. 
For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.